Edmonton, what is up? March 26th, finally, I am coming through to Edmonton. It hasn't been this crunk since Gretzky was on the ice. Edmonton, Canada, March 26th, me giving the keynote, Q&A with you, the State of the Union of Entrepreneurship, Marketing, and Business. Information below, I hope to see you there. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What up, podcast? Today, Gary sits down with the DJs behind the Power 105.1 radio station here in New York. They talk about coming from the dirt, adversity building character, and how pride is often disguised in insecurities. So make sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought, and I hope you enjoy. Yeah, you guys had a good meeting? Uh, yeah. Amazing. Great walk through. Amazing. amazing. I, mean, I, met, I met Mike two weeks ago, whatever. Your Valley event. I had already been following you for a while. Yeah, Thank you so much. <laughs> I um, I almost answering the questions that people ask you because I <laughs> know what you're gonna say. Yeah. I almost feel stupid to ask questions because I'm like. Well, sometimes it's in con- You know, what I like about it still, to your point, I'm so consistent. Sometimes people make fun of me of like, you say the same shit. I'm like, that's the fucking point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people when they leave comments or say to me like you say the same shit, think they're dissing me. I'm like motherfucker, that's the point. Right. I mean, it's already drilled in my head. Right. And and then, but where it's nuanced and what's why it's nice to meet people is sometimes it can be subtly nuanced. Right. Everybody's question comes from a slightly different point. The the big part of what I'm trying to figure out what to do is like I back to what I was just saying. There are 13 to 27 things that are the things. Then it's like, what's up in your life? Somebody has a sick mother. Somebody's trying to fucking rule the world. They don't care about money, they want fucking fame. Some people want fame, some want legacy. Some just want their kid to be proud of them because they're not proud of their dad. Or Like there's so much shit underneath it, but the foundation, the shit that I'm spitting, it's fucking real. Since the four of us, because none of the four of us are 18, we're different men than we were five, <laughs> 10, yeah. 15, yeah? True. Right? Totally we're different men. Fine. And then and then the other thing that you don't know when you're 15 and a fucking knucklehead is life is long, thank God. Mm-hmm. Obviously, tragically, sometimes no, but like... For the most part, yeah. There's a very high chance that the four of us are gonna live for 50 years each longer. Right. There's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. We grew, we were parented and grandparented by people who didn't live to 100, but we are. Right. So that's the shit I'm trying to get people to think about. Right. How old are you? 43. Right, so like when we were fucking 18, 43 seemed like a thousand. Right. Yeah. 46, you know? <laughs> right? You're like, ew. Right? But now we're like, I don't know, like I'm 44, like I feel like I got my whole life in front of me. Yeah. Obviously we've been through some shit, right. but like there's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. I, for me, I started feeling last couple of years like, damn. I'm old, like, is this it? And then... You know what ends up happening in your game is when you're in something that has youth culture in it, you see somebody doing something special that you're proud of for them or happy for them or envious of them and they're 19, you're like, damn. My whole thing is like, don't look at them. Look at the other four billion people that are 80 doing shit. Everyone's like, but Gary, look at Mark Zuckerberg, he's 25 or look at fucking Chance the Rapper, he already did, I'm like, what about the fucking eight trillion fucking people that are 80 doing shit and still haven't broke through? Why are you looking at the point oh 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 one percent to judge your happiness? Why don't we look at the fucking masses? Right. 
Us in this room, us being in America, we're already winning. Perspective. Perspective. And once you see gratitude and opportunity, life is fun. When you think something's suppressing you, it's easier for you to feel suppressed, minority, all this, I get it. That's true, that's actually true. But once you get into what am I gonna look at? A lot of things are true. What was true for me is I spent the first 20 years building my parents' business for them. That was my truth. Like, lots of things are true. Kobe's life was good, and then had a tragic end. Like, life, there's a lot of truth. But people, you get to decide if you're gonna dwell and play prevent defense, or if you're gonna see opportunity and be grateful and go on offense. That's what I'm trying to get people through. I could sit with anybody. Show me the richest white male in America and he'll cry about some shit like his mom was horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 like right. you pick. Everybody have a story. Yeah, show me, and then, and then everybody knows somebody who's got all sorts of fucked up situations and they're happy. That's called perspective. You're right. I know. Everybody can talk about somebody who's happier than them that has it way worse and sadder than them that has it way better, right? right? And if that's true, which it is for everybody if you think, (laughs) then that becomes the actual game. That's what I think about. And that's what I'm trying to make popular. And that's why I think it's making an impact. Because it leads to a nice place, you know? Yeah, because I come from a place that's more zero, and so it, and, and the way I talk to people in that spot is not looking down at them, and it's not even trying to inspire them. It's just real. Everything I just said sounds inspirational. It's actually practical. It's not rah-rah shit, like you can do it. It's how are you choosing to look at your life? And then if you practically realize opportunity and be grateful for whatever the fuck you have, because somebody's always got it worse, well then it could start getting interesting. Other than the money, what's driving you to the best part is the money's not driving me at all. I see that. Yeah, like I, I could be really, really wealthy if that was my game. I like the legacy. I like the admiration. I like these moments. I like people. I really like people. Yeah. I got really lucky that social media came along where people interaction went to scale because the way people the way people look at me now is just like the way that they looked at me when I was a kid in my crew. I was the nice person. I was the person that, in high, like my high school friends popping out, they're like, actually this makes sense. You gave up popularity because you could have had it because every popular kid liked you because you wanted to be friends with everybody and that cost you in high school but that's who you actually are. The sports card flex wasn't to say, look at me, I put 50 into LeBron, now it's 200,000. That video was, motherfucker, I just told you nine months ago to do this. You could have done it too with one LeBron. Right. Guess what? Because I was there, when you only have, when you, not only, when you have $1,000 to spend on something and it becomes worth 4000 and you could buy it on eBay and sell it on eBay between April and February, that shit matters. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I think all of us can remember when $1,000 was a big fucking deal and the thought of making a good decision doing something and five months later you have 4000 that fucking resonates to all of us. Mm-hmm. I remember that day like yesterday. <laughs> We're fucking taking a thousand to four thousand. Yeah. But what do people do? They go to a casino. But what do people do? They bet. But what right. do people do? They do dumb shit. And I'm saying it's that same hustle's out here. 
You know basketball players? Good. So it's kind of, it's an interesting, it's why I'm confusing because when I do it, right, I, I understand how it can be seen. I'm just not worried about the judgment. Mm-hmm. For every person that DM me, like, you're a fucking asshole. Who has $50,000 to buy sport cars? I'm like, motherfucker, you didn't hear what I said. This wasn't for you. You've decided to look at the perspective of coming up with excuses why you're not winning. Motherfucker, I have nothing. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that do have $1,000 who are trying to get going. How do I, the system fucks me. No, it doesn't. You know LeBron's the best. You know sports cards are coming. I'm giving it to you for free because you're following me on social media. Go and buy the fucking LeBron. You can have 4,000 now. By the way, it's going to 10,000. Right, I see. Straight up. I'm telling you right to your face right now, if you have $4,000, you can go on eBay, buy LeBron, it's 4,000, and 6,000 in July when they're in the finals. Some people are like, I don't care about 2,000 bucks. I'm like, buy 80 of them. That's 160,000 bucks. So what I'm trying to do in a lot of different ways is trying to teach, but I'm doing it from an angle where some people really hear me, and that's why they're growing, and some people don't like it because they don't want to do it. I'm putting pressure. Yeah, pressure's real. I'm putting pressure, <laughs> I'm poking, I'm poking. I'm like, cool, you're more than welcome to complain. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares, man. And like, when I talk, when I talk to African-American, I wish, I, wish, I wish 100% of every white person in America knew what it was like to get pulled over 13 times in a year. It's just something they'll never know. All my friends in college were black, so I, but it still wasn't me. I was in it. I, was in, I did get pulled over all those times because I was in the car. But even though I knew it, you don't know it until you're in it and you still can't fully feel it when you're not it. Right. right. But it'd be nice to even know how true it is. That's what everything is. So that's the example of race issues. Then there's the example of opportunity. I wish everybody knew that had 100 bucks right now that if they went garage selling to Goodwill and the dollar store and worked instead of crying about it and six months later had 2,000, I wish they could taste it. That's what I wish. Podcast, what's good? I uh, want to make sure you're signed up for the weekly newsletter. We revamped it uh, a couple weeks ago and the response has been overwhelming. Um, in the history of the newsletter, maybe seven or eight years, I think we've had two or three significant changes, but there's been nothing like this. The recap nature, uh, the fact that it only comes out once a week, we, we visually loaded it up in a UI, UX that makes it easily to consume while having a ton of information. There may be no better way to keep up with opportunities uh, and information that you're probably looking for than signing up for the newsletter. Go to GaryVaynerchuk.com. Uh, my website, GaryVaynerchuk.com, and sign up for the email newsletter. It's at the top or the side, or you'll find it. It's, it's there. Uh, sign up for the uh, Weekly V uh, newsletter, and, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. And now to the podcast. Because pride is a lot of times disguising insecurity. Yeah. Absolutely right. You're worried about somebody seeing you go to the dollar store and you're not looking. They'd rather spend 800 bucks they don't have on some Weatherspoons then spend a hundred bucks to go to a dollar store, buy 40 or 50 of these things and everyone's laughing at them. I just didn't give a fuck. The ability to not give a fuck. Of course that's it. That's why if you look, Russian immigrants and African Americans are very simply flex for perception, not truth. That's real.
if you didn't see, he used to go around the garage sales. Yeah, yeah. That's why I do it now. Dolls, and, and I do it now, and here's what happens in the comments on YouTube. I go in garage sale, and I'll do it in a couple of months when it warms up, and the com- and I'll show, I'm trying to teach people, so when somebody's like six bucks, I'm like three bucks. And the comments, if your perspective is complaining and shit's fucked up, they're like, fuck this guy, you're a fucking millionaire, the fuck are you ripping these people off, right? On the flip side, I'm getting the DMs and the comments from people like, you taught me. Now I do this. Now I quit this bullshit job, got a different job because I'm making enough of my side hustle of garage selling, mom happy now. That, that I need to be able to deal with the judgment of somebody calling me a millionaire ripping off poor people. That hurts. Yeah, That's not right. my intent. Right. I didn't steal it. But I still want to. I went to a garage sale. They wanted six bucks. Right. I offered them three bucks. They were pumped. They were pumped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were happy. Right, they were happy. <laughs> they were. They were. I'm there. I know. They were thrilled. That's garbage. They were about to throw that out. Yeah. They were pumped. But no. Cynicism. The kid laying in YouTube, watching that YouTube video, watching me, who doesn't want to work. Oh, I see how he got ahead. He took advantage of people. Uh-uh. You have an excuse to not work. My first, my first perspective of it was the pride. I was like, mm. I don't know how he's fucking going in Russia. Bro, bro, the amount of people that hit me up, my friends' friends are like, yo, you can't do this. You look stupid. And literally, on that first day I did it, first I think I did on Instagram stories before I did a YouTube video, and I DM my friends back, I was like, you don't know me, you think you know me, you know me now. This is who I am, mm-hmm. I'm dirt. <laughs> I'm dirt. You think I'm penthouse, I'm dirt. I'm dirt. And that's, and that's right, and that's why I think I resonate in certain pockets, whether it's the culture, you know, because I'm dirt. Understand it. I definitely understand it. Right. I lived it. And that's what I was in it. They don't understand it, so they don't know how to. They don't understand that I'm going to Chicago this weekend and I'm going to win the Spades tournament. <laughs> but I know. But I know. And that's and that's what people said. Every time something comes out that gives people a little bit of perspective, it's the same old thing. They're like, "Oh, now I get it. I'm dirt." I love it. But the number one thing is to invest in yourself though in all times. The number one thing is to find happiness on your terms and then reinforce it so much that you can't even hear people's opinions on what you should be doing to be happy. I, I did it for so long, like this is perfect. When this is your report, like this is the shit, right? Like again, you start hitting the scene and everybody sees you, but if people knew that I was, del- literally, this is my entire high school, my class rank was 243 out of 254. Mm-hmm. I was literally the 11th worst student in my entire grade. Mm. I'm dirt. This whole system told me I was a loser, that I would never amount to nothing. We're in the same age group. There was no entrepreneurship when we were coming up. There was hustle for you guys. But like in my world, there wasn't entrepreneur, that wasn't a thing. You weren't starting a company. Go to college, right? How many times do we hear that? Go to college, as if it was the only fucking path. But for me, why I'm at this place at this young of an age is back then I knew. I'm like, cool, you keep telling me, but I'm in my own head. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm gonna be nice to the nerds, because they're humans. Right. I'm gonna sell baseball cards in the lunchroom while you all laugh at me, because I don't give a fuck what you think. Mm-hmm. I don't need your fucking confirmation, affirmation, or cosign. In my head at 12, I'm like, you're gonna want my cosign. And now I'm right. Mm-hmm. Practice that. 
Practice. 100%. And then also, like another thing that I'm really trying to talk to people about is like everybody else sucks too. Like one thing that really worked for me and I'm starting to talk about it is like when I would feel bad, I'm like, like it, I never envied anybody because I would look at somebody and no matter what they, somebody's dunking and I'm like barely got my jump shot down. I'm like, yeah, but they suck it. They're not nice. Right. Or like, like, you know, like to me it's like, why are you beating yourself up and putting somebody else on a pedestal? They got fucking shortcomings too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they're just human. Right. And then what that does is a weird thing. Then you start celebrating people instead of envying them. The, the stuff a second in, in, in our culture that seems like you're hating. Hating, right. So it's a difference where you're it. saying like you're not nice but then Here's the best, culture, you'll appreciate like, this. You're, you're Every culture is the same. That's the slang term we use in that culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my, my grandma uses that term too. She was a white Russian woman. She had a term for it, jealousy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, in Russian, in Yiddish. Like every culture's got the same shit. They just use different words. It's all the same shit. Right. It's all the same shit. Yeah. Just different words. You just say it better. That's why it became the lay of the land. <laughs> Honestly, on some real shit. You know what I mean? Like hip hop is rock and roll. Those were gutter kids that were anti the establishment. Right? And you can already see it right now with sexual preferences, transgender, other things. That's gonna be the next culture. It's been written. In 30 years, right? It's been written. Because now there's somebody more suppressed than you. That's all that happens, it's always the same. The kids from the dirt always win in the end. If they can keep their mind right. Most can't and they feel the pressure and they break. Mm. But the small percentage that realizes it's a strength, not a weakness. They win. Yeah, that's why when I make content, people are confused. I'm like talking about rich kids and I'm like, you don't get it. They've been told they can't win. So they've already lost. Their parents are taking care of everything. Mm. Every time I put out that content, the whole, Suppress comes at me like, fuck you. I'd rather cry in a Mercedes. I'm like, you don't get it. Because you, right? Just like your white friend saying, I get it, the cops are bad. Mm." Well, guess what? If you're not a rich kid, you don't get it either. I understand you want the Mercedes. Let me tell you about the fucking deep pain that's going on when your parents in the world, and no matter what you accomplish, everyone's going to say it was your daddy's money. You lost. Right. When you start at zero or suppressed, at least you have a chance to climb out and then be on a, her- you have a hope. You could be on a pedestal. You're admired from coming from it. When you're the other way, you lost before you start. There's nothing you can do. That's why a lot of them break. And they really break. Right. They, I'm talking suicide. Right. Like. Right. Mental health. It's so funny, I gotta run so much about white privilege. I think about it a lot, obviously, because I care about these cultures, how they mix. When we get to mental health privilege, that's gonna be the biggest conversation. If you are privileged enough to have self-esteem through chemicals and parenting, you've won. And that's what I'm trying to do for my audience. I'm trying to be the the gap of building up their self-esteem, but first you have to be not entitled and stop complaining. Because nobody's listening but another fucking loser. The only person that listens to somebody complain is somebody else that complains. And you get into into one big dinner of dwell fest and everybody leaves unhappy. Like as if any, and and nobody's doing shit about it. Nobody's doing shit. Fellas, that was fun. We gotta take a picture. We gotta take a picture. We gotta take take my picture. I love the rest of the collection. Thank you, bro. Looks like my grandma's. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave 
reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thank you, Gary. Today's reviews, real and good stuff and best podcast ever written in by App Closes Upon Opening and J. Tory Media Say. Gary speaks from a genuine place which empowers him to provide listeners with detailed insight into his way of thinking. He has an unequaled ability to articulate things down to a granular level. That in turn helps him provide true clarity in all of his messages. He is always at the right energy level and I love his word and phrase choices. The more you listen to him, the better off you will be. And secondly, say what you want about Gary, but you will never find a social media guru who cares more about his audience and his employees. Everything he says day in and day out is just straight fire. If you don't listen to this podcast, you need to start as soon as possible. Thank you both so much for writing in. And remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.